so fine. <laughs> Today is April 14th. I almost said March 14th. And releasing something. I'm picking up something in the spirit of, a sh of the shift that I've been talking about for how many podcasts are we at now? 15 maybe? <laughs> Potentially. <laughs> We're at 15. This most, this most recent one has specifically been in an alignment with the podcast since that says March 29th was dealing with this shift, uh, this territorial shift that's taking place spiritually that I keep talking about um, that is affiliated with Jezebel. And if you see, there's four podcasts where I am nailing and exposing things with this Jezebel, Jezebel spirit. And you know, for the most part, people need to have some understanding where I'm going, but I also feel that this is like a normal message because I got it 15 minutes before this happened or before we started this, I was just feeling that something was beginning to finally transition yesterday. Thank God before I slit my wrists, <laughs> before I'm headed into like an insane, an insane asylum and I'm so over this. <laughs> and so since I finally felt the shift, I was like, okay, the God, God has to release the, release the word. And, and uh, I started getting Daniel. And what's interesting is that last year, March, when I said, when I was, talking about this for people who have heard this I know I keep selling myself to understand what I'm talking about but you need to have heard some of some of this in the background to understand where I'm going with this territorial thing need to go back to other podcasts but um that last year when this began and only a few people around me did I bring it up to um yeah did I even to you I think I mainly did it yeah just a little, yeah, only to like a few people was I saying if they asked me, because I'd get asked, what do you sense is happening spiritually when we were in mid-March and things started. First of all, the ending to B1 happened before everything came with the coronavirus. So when I know that God starts, and B1, for people who hear this, was a church I started. So everything was already starting to get shut down for me, you know, because we, we stopped at the location, which was actually like, because it was an ending to a season that I knew needed to come to like this end of the location I had where I was holding all my events. And then I stopped attending. God stopped me in Avea. And then you guys went into that horrible thing. And then, um, then the only thing was the church that I was overseeing. Then all of a sudden something shifted with the grace on that. And I was like, this is something we, is something's to be done. And I was just feeling it. But then I didn't know how to move on it. And it's just so crazy because then the coronavirus starts. And the, 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 the governor hadn't given, he hadn't said 100% can't meet. So people were still able to meet when we stopped it because we stopped it at the first week of March. But it was like when I heard we're not, I was so relieved. <laughs> I was ready to be, I thought. I could just tell something was changing. And what's so funny is that so many other churches pooped their pants because they're so worried about losing their following. Like so many churches just stayed open based on a fear of losing a following. That was it. Like it was, that was it. It was not just, oh, we're so compassionate and want to help everyone. It was a fear that they were going to lose what they've established. Mm -hmm. Like, because they, they think other people were going to go to the other churches that were breaking the rules 
And I mean, I, I am not stupid. I'm in leadership. I have my, I know what was behind some of that stuff. And I'm not putting that on everybody. There was people in purity that genuinely wanted to help people. But the thing happening spiritually with the coronavirus, there was to be a stop of ministry. There was to obey this, the law. Mm. And I know that sounds crazy because people saw it as persecution, but what was happening in the spirit was God shifting something and the idea of ministry and like the need for people, the need for prophecy, the need for this is really what has taken place in the, in the spirit realm that there was, there was a flip that was, that was happening. So we were it, it, and you know, I think a lot of people is really hard if you're in leadership to understand that because you, people got more nervous of losing their platform. Right, they got nervous of oh now I don't have anything, and I I think I was so, like, feeling it so strong that I was so worn out of certain things of prophetic and like certain things like that. That to me I was like I am good, we're done. I don't want to meet. I'm not doing anything but public right now, and it and it's probably because, um, you know, well I don't care to always have something like established or like a big following, but if I did, I just wonder if I would have been more tormented by it. Do you know what I'm saying? Like if I actually cared so much of who's who's going to still listen to me or donate or follow or something like that, then I wonder if I just wouldn't have been that excited about the shutdown because I was good with it. I was like, this is what's needing to take place right now. We need to flip this idea um, of, of how people are just running to other people to get ministered rather than knowing God on their own and knowing that you can experience him stronger on your own than you will in church if you get there. And so what that was, so I just... I just remember when God was talking to me about it, he was talking to me about Daniel. And because I was getting this, and when I know the Holy Spirit's on something, talking to me about something, I get really kind of like obsessive in my head of a topic. Like I keep thinking on a scripture over and over or a story in the Bible and it intrigues me. And then I want to go study it and I don't know why. And then that's what I started doing with Daniel when it came to Daniel 10. um, And when he's praying and... Michael and Gabriel are warring against the Prince of Persia and it he's been praying for three weeks they're bringing a message from the throne room it's a prophetic message of the event times it's a big deal what was being released in the spirit and it talks about having to war against the Prince of Persia and the Prince of Greece now any most background Bible stuff is is always going to say this was referring to a higher level type principality um, over and if there's other people commentators that would not say the majority are going to say this so um, that this is what this is what Prince of Persia and the Prince of Greece was was it it was a higher level spiritual entity over those areas and that's how I would take that especially when we were dealing what I've been referring to in all these past these last podcasts but we're dealing with territorial spirits which are dealing with these coverings that are over Islamic nations that are over you know I mean it's over all everywhere we got them over everything we, because we have things in the spirit that get fed by the sin of, the, of, of this world and because they're fed by the sin of this world and they've been worshipped by people they have got, gotten a hierarchy spiritually of the devil covering things and I mean this is biblical people just the, you gotta go go back to the other podcast <laughs> and you have to look, know the Old Testament you have to understand what faults religions were happening false gods you have to understand the demons behind it and then also looking at um looking at that that the devil's the god of this world that's very much it the devil at this point has been the god of this world since adam and eve fell so we have that 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 the that god is to be the god of the church 
because those are the ones that are the children of God giving their life to God. But unfortunately, we have too many people sowing into sin in the church. So now there's an established protection over people who are not in purity in leadership because of the sin that's being hidden behind closed doors. And we are in this thing where we are going to flip of the exposure of this. I cannot, well, it's already begun, but I cannot stop on this. I can't stop on this. And people need to know what's happening spiritually. And so if you refer back to March 29th, when I am addressing this predator thing that I refer to Jezebel in scripture was a predator. She had a power. She had a power over um, all the false prophets, but she was a predator in how she wanted to kill all of God's prophets and Elijah and what she was out doing. That thing in the spirit is something that's been protecting leadership that are hiding things behind closed doors that we're finding out publicly now is, is, has begun to come out. Um, and because of that protection, the church has not had an authority to rise up in full purity because of this thing in the spirit. And so now we're coming into the shift of it. And anytime, because my, my calling is to deal with the spirit realm. That's just what it is. And, and to address certain things that are specifically for someone called to that because not everybody has the same gifts and we don't want everyone understanding these things because first of all, people get too weird about it. People tap into weird stuff with demons. It, there's just a higher knowledge that you don't always want and we don't always need to pursue, right? So for me to even get an understanding with things spiritually is because then I, I end up having to en endure it and feel it so that I can align and understand it through the word of God. Because if you under when it comes to the prophetic, and people who were prophets in scripture, they were the ones on the run. They were the ones attacked. They're, I mean, like, one of them I was going back and I said, you know, Isaiah was thought in heaven. Well, Jeremiah was stoned. Like, they're all murdered, okay? And the ones that did have opposition against them, they did at times flip into favor, like Daniel and Joseph. And they had a but. Uh, these people were chasing, you know, to be killed in prison and put in the lion's den and put in a furnace. Like, and we have to see that the, for them to carry what they carry, they're going to have to walk. They had to walk something out in, tr in truth that may have been in hardship to understand the bulk of what they carried. This is just what it is in the Bible. And this is all over scripture. And so you, we want to hear messages where there's something has been experienced to relay the message to the person. And when the person gets relayed the message, take the bulk of the message being taught to you. You don't need to then like have to take just the opposition unless you're carrying it for yourself. That's what I try to tell people. I'm like, just because I talk about suffering and I talk about like the things that you endure, I'm not trying to put what I go through on you. I'm trying to get you to have an understanding to what it means to understand the word of God and purity. You're gonna have to experience some hardships to get there, right? So I think that, you know, God started showing me and talking to me a lot about Daniel, that there was a shift that was going to take place that was happening because of the covering. And it's, man, it's taken the whole year for me to get, like, understanding of this. And the, the big thing was that I had to then encounter a, a predator. Like, I had to then experience, watch a guy go full circle who has made me very uncomfortable, front and Everyone gets to hear the story again. I'm not going to tell it in detail. But people have to grasp this. In case it, and it's a good story. So, uh, but that, you know, he's giving, he's a charming man and I felt pedophilia on it. I pe felt very bad, 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 bad things on this man for three years and everyone loves him and thinks he's the most charming guy, even the police officers, all the neighbors. And I know he's not and I 
caught him looking in my windows and it sent me over the edge because I've been stalked by guys before and he scares me out of my sleep by getting in the garage at 40. So this guy was doing specific things that I could see something on him was coming at me. It was a predator type thing. And when I'm talking about a predator spirit, again, I refer to this all the time. The predator spirit is just an element of Jezebel. Anybody who is in and under these spirits, they will flip into being a predator by them wanting what they want and going as far as they have to go in evil to get what they want. And here's the thing behind this. This protection in the spirit is stupid. It is so high level it will what it physically does to you. So I had to like experience what I was going to deal with with catching this guy and confronting him. Because then I confronted him. I yelled at him. The spirit of God was all over it. God was giving me a mouth against something like this and, and a man who's pushed on me like this for so long. And then I came under an incredible thing for the last month. I mean, it has been horrible. This has been one of the worst things. Here's the crazy thing about this, what I've been feeling. I've experienced intimidation by people who are predators or people who are not in purity and they don't want there either. There could be jealousy. There could be just the, the position they want. They can be in leadership and ministry. And they want the one to be power. They want to be the public speaker. They don't want someone more gifted. I mean, this is literally people who carry it. And that's mind blowing that I'm just referring to like a leadership like that, let alone everybody else who could be hiding these things behind closed doors. And none of it is exposed because it's covered and protected so bad. So I, I, I have, I understand the fear when this comes on some, on somebody because I had a man abused me physically and so I knew the fear of that I have never felt something like this in the spirit that was specifically just the spirit realm because I mean this guy did do something but what I felt this past I mean there aren't words and I know how to break atmospheres and to come under this to this level where I was starting to feel like my mind was going insane because it took the the, the protection that came on this man for him getting exposed what protects him spiritually because i know he's hiding insane things like i know a couple people have gotten visions that he's gonna get like arrested that that's oh oh i feel that when i say it because i know he's hiding something big time and i've heard the word trafficking i just feel there's something you guys it gives me chills to say i know this is something at a level that i can't comprehend because of the evil i feel on this man and it's got it got so bad that this is a neighbor that i i'm so sensitive to stuff like this it almost, it's just like, I just have to stay away from it when I feel it. But I couldn't even walk by his car. I could not, it was so hard to walk by the house. It, even walking by my garage, like if the garage opened, like there were things that were literally his protection that he's been under in the spirit realm from me exposing him. That protection has been pushing in on me because it's about to break. And it's because it's a bigger picture because God is letting me see this level of what protects people who have been like a predator to take down another person just the referring i've been giving about this business deal i keep addressing and everything that is under a predator spirit that he this guy you're he's under it's the predator spirit because it's coming through ministry leader or business deals to consume and break and then even take livelihood so that is a predator spirit it's so hard to understand it is not just the child molester it is not just this over it's not just your story of what your your dad did it's an element of the protection that, that this huge thing is 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 um out and moving through 
And it, that's where it gets so sneaky to understand who is this protecting, who is this over, what are the people who are who are under this protection, the spirit realm that look it seemingly look anointed, mm-hmm. seemingly look like they have a good heart. Like it's crazy, right? So, so walking by his staff, like I mean, you guys have gotten to witness how horrible this. Is. I have been in so many locations. So when it first happened, I took off to Denver to my brother's for a week. Thought that was gonna give me some reprieve. Got back, no. Then I have to go to the Hyatt. <laughs> like you guys put me up at the Hyatt. And then where did I go? Then to my dad's, and then I went to another hotel this past week. And I just put that together the other day. I was in four different locations in a month, running from this feeling I've been feeling because I my mind would is was not sane because of how bad it was. And here's what it was doing. This is what this this fear and intimidation. If I could just go after this with with people understanding when you are being pressed in either because you're going to break free of this a power over you or you know it's trying to take you deeper and snag you control you whatever like this it was we it would uh, so my every time i'd start to fall asleep i would get startled out of my sleep with a feeling someone was going to break in and my life was going to be pulled out from under me so just the, the i'm honestly think i'm like i honestly have gotten such a heart now for like sexual traffic children I know this is so like real deep real quick i'm an intense teacher when i go after it because i think the messages today we got to kill the devil we got mm-hmm. to kill the devil that is doing these real deal things i do not need to give you a message of how your faith is going to get you a husband mm-hmm. how your faith is going to get you your money like we got to go after the real topics of what is keeping heaven from earth and what is keeping mm-hmm. the devil having holds on things and like you literally have this in not just at, all over the world but we have it you we have it more than that and i just felt like god was like he needed me to see, to give me a heart and be able to also minister, but also combat this protection over certain things that certain ministries can't push through when it comes to sex trafficking. There's territorials that are protecting a lot of stuff. And so because this stuff hasn't been able to fully press through, there's a lot more victory that these ministries could get when we deal hardcore to this level, like in the spirit realm. And I know that this is, he, God was just giving me like a, a heart for it, but I mean, it was, it's, it was getting like, I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to go mentally insane. Like I'm mentally not well. Like I don't very sleep at night. <laughs> and when I would say it though, I like, it's like, I, th- I kept sanity though. Right. Like I still acted like myself. And that's a weird thing. People can't understand if yeah. me going insane isn't like running around in a wilderness naked. <laughs> I will just sit there and kind of look at you like bug eye. <laughs> that's what I do. I give, I'll stare off and like, I'm like really like, because I don't hugely emotionally like respond so much to stuff I get really just kind of weird and like I just he was feeling I'm like I don't know where this is this is going to a part where you're this lack of sleep and you keep startled 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 I was like God if something does not shift I don't know what I'm gonna do I'm gonna be Nebuchadnezzar in the caves <laughs> pulling my hair out or something <laughs> that's always hitting me funny about Daniel today what happened to Nebuchadnezzar I'm like that's kind of what I felt like but that's not a judgment on me like Nebuchadnezzar. But yeah, and so starting to, everything felt protected that he had. So getting out of my car, the anxiety, I and mean, you witnessed it, that I couldn't figure out where to park. I couldn't be anywhere near where he parked or buy that apartment because it was pressing a fear on me that was absolutely overwhelming. And in the spirit realm, it was the exposure of the protection over the dude that I was going to cut off of, cut off. And take an authority over in, into this. So I started feeling something started finally changing. Well, it was a horrible night two nights ago. and Or no, three nights ago. And then 
something happened yesterday and I was when I was walking back up because I was in a hotel again when I came back to my apartment um, walking by his stuff I was pushing through the spirit and I could feel it I felt it finally I was I was finally was breaking the atmosphere and I felt the confidence coming on me like I don't have to run from him I don't have to run from the surrounding I don't have to hide it like in in the way that I've been hiding if I run into him or scared he's gonna open the garage and scare me like I just felt like he's gonna do something to mess with me and so because I felt that way everything has it, it put it literally places you in a place where you don't have any power it sucks your power it sucks your confidence it sucks your mind like you can't think clearly it literally puts like I just pray that in the name of Jesus just like people right now that are that it's like a lack of confidence in certain things that clarity just comes in because this thing is shifting and it, it's getting pressed through and so I just felt God like show me go get in the garage like go buy what you know what he's been doing that's triggering you go walk by your windows and so I did and you know out in like walking it publicly like God didn't let my head whip otherwise I would have been whipping around everything but I was like shaking and I was pushing through it and I, I, I breathed really hard when that happened so I was doing that and then so one thing I haven't done also is I have not walked around like ran my neighborhood which I would do it because of this like I got so triggered that I couldn't just figure out how to just leave my apartment for something like that because of the nervousness like if I left I need to be gone for a long time so I felt today the confidence confidence go run the neighborhood and shift this atmosphere just by walking around it so mm -hmm. I yeah I was I was walking through you, you kind of see me go <laughs> like that is like nobody was out and then just running around it and it was something like and it reminded me of Jericho and like this step of like saying like this is I'm I got the authority of, and I've known I've had the authority I've just never taken me this long to shift an atmosphere that was literally nothing I was doing like that I was just in a mental state of insanity when I was in obedience to God and that is what flips with people I'm like if you understand the obedience to God to carry a word to carry a revelation I had to walk through it I had to walk through it and if we if you don't have to walk through it then I don't trust your word from God I don't trust that it's a true prophetic word from God if there isn't something that bit your butt to do it to bring it out so for me to teach them a territorial you think I could just get up and teach I wonder territorial trainings people in deliverance go to that I just wonder I think it's full of witchcraft I don't believe fully that those people have an authority over territorials because it will destroy you. People should not ever pray against high level thing ever, ever. Do not go after them. Do not. Do not be stupid. You are stupid if you do that. If you, if somebody is called to this type of a thing, first of all, it's going to come out prophetically through truth, not through me in my prayer closet with me in a high level demon. That does not make sense to me because that you, we don't, we are not positioned to strength to do that. The church has to get positioned strength to do that and the church shift the atmosphere, right? So technically my authority needs to come through teaching people truth of the word of God, removing their idols, removing their idolatry and their witchcraft. Then they align with the word of God in perfection and they break the atmosphere with it, right? That's more what I ever see when it comes to any authority over anything high level spiritually like that. Like it has to just come in such a purified truth and understanding and teaching others so we all we all begin in aligning and full truth and get this idolatry that's out of the church. So anyways, God took me to Daniel 2. This is where I started getting on today so I'm not quite sure but it was it was talking about Nebuchadnezzar I'm just gonna give quick random back, backgrounds to this because it was it's it's dealing with it was interesting like Daniel 
Daniel is taken captive, um, you know, into Babylon um, during the, the exile that was taken from Israel when they were taken captive. Um, and it was, it was King Nebuchadnezzar at the time, but he gets a ton of favor with Nebuchadnezzar. And I think it's like super crazy because they had like 2,100 deities under the Babylonian like empire. Like that's how many deities they had that they worshiped, right? And what I think find so crazy is like how much God talks to Nebuchadnezzar through Daniel. And I just, and I don't know this for sure. This was just a thought I had. Like it, I wonder how much of it was because Nebuchadnezzar was called as part of the judgment that was on Israel from what they were in and the idolatry that the, that the like the full circle of that was like not God taking him out just because he had 2,100 deities, but he actually ends up taking him out because of um, being pride, prideful mm-hmm. and because he, he would not stop with wanting everyone to worship him and how awesome wow. he thought he was. But there's, but there's things in Daniel where it talks about Daniel prophesies the, the favor over him, like prophesies the favor of him as a king. And, the, and it's just interesting if you really put that together and think about it, because you have that the only true God, Yahweh, was the God of Israel. These other nations knew about it, but they were under all these other total different false religions. But yet you have God talking to the certain kings that were under the false religions, but yet he goes after them, not necessarily because they're false religion, because it's almost like it was... It was like he had chosen specifically Israel in that time because it wasn't where Jesus had come to all the Gentiles. There was something different in the spirit. That's just how, what it appears to me when I read like through some of the stuff like this that I just find it interesting because you have, well, first of all, the, another thing, this is another thing God was showing me, how you have the enemy take out the enemy in Daniel. And this is how God was telling me, like, you are going to, this. there's a shift taking place before the, as the coronavirus was going, where you have enemy on any, this is going to be so hard to um, understand. I'm just going to throw it out there. People try to get what you want from it. You have the enemy on the enemy, meaning that things got so much more wicked and so much more bigger, but because they're transitioning into something God was going to move on. And so you, so in, when I say enemy on enemy is because if any people that know this story is that Belshazzar, Nebuchadnezzar's son was put in charge of the kingdom and then he doesn't submit and is not humble and um, under the word that was given to Nebuchadnezzar, his father. And so then Daniel prophesied to him. It was when the writing was on the, on the wall. It was those three words. Um, and uh, basically warning him like he's going to go down. And literally that night, Belshazzar gets taken over by Darius the Mede. So that's when they came in and, and took captive. And I believe that would have been, then it was taken under Persia. Um, and Babylon, I guess, was Iran, was no, Iraq, something like that was Iraq and then was taken in by Persia with Iran. I don't fully, I just, I get into some of that stuff sometimes because I find it interesting because you're going to deal with false religion, different demons that are behind it than with what the kings are doing, what gets taken down by this, what are the, like, I just find it really intriguing when you get really, really into it. But God was like showing me, like you literally had, and this was part of why people prophesied Trump with Cyrus. Because what happened, then Cyrus becomes king basically. And when Cyrus was king, when she was a king of Persia, he takes Babylon he takes and he and now takes over probably after Darius and Mede, and then he releases the Israelites back. So this is what people try to say Trump was going to do, right? He was going to be somebody who was potentially like evil, <laughs> you know. That's what what they were saying, you know. He wasn't what everybody would think he was, and that he was part of doing this full release of of protecting the church and stuff like that. What's interesting is we see the exact opposite happening right now. If he was that fully in the spirit, is this also part of it? 
Like, think about it. Because it doesn't really make sense, though. Because that's not what you have. With it. That was when they were set free. But now we're going into higher evil. And, and what I also think is so crazy, how I nail so many of what the white, of the people who are called to spiritually advise. Um, spiritually advise Trump. I'm going to nail something. I can't stop. i got to go off on something again. The spiritual advisors to Trump. I've gone off on this many times because stuff was not done correctly. Some of those people potentially might have, and I'm not going to, I'm not sure, I'm not going to say it, but I'm going to assume they were believing under the prophecy that Cyrus, he was Cyrus. Mm -hmm. So if they were under that, thinking this was the prophetic, do they know the words Daniel brought to Nebuchadnezzar and Belshazzar? Oh, I'm getting so lit, you guys. Oh, oh holy crap, I just got so much power with you. Jesus liked that one. <laughs> People, oh, you, you, you know the Bible. You are Bible teachers. You know these prophecies. Go read them again. Remind yourself. If you prophesied that, and you wow. called that he was going to be Cyrus, and that he was going to bring us free, I would love to know what word you brought. Because here's what Daniel brought. You're going to go insane, Nebuchadnezzar, for seven wow. years. here people who are missing some of this prophetic you'd like to say okay i think it's daniel four i want to give it's either daniel two or four okay here we go and here's the funny thing daniel was um like he was taken captive he was not on stage more and big and famous at this point he got famous and he got favor from giving an accurate word that was going to lead to captivity wow. and death. <laughs> That's so good. That's so good. We had the opposite with the people so called good. to trouble. We had people on stage wow. with fame, with favor, prophesying something and not following it through. Oh! Wow. Oh, this is, yeah. Ooh, Jesus, I'm getting split. Okay, so they, so he ends up calling for the enchanters, the magicians, because of under being under all the false religion that someone like these kings were under, they went to the magicians first. They went to the witchcraft first. And they were not able to give him the, tra like they first of all couldn't translate the first dream at all. They didn't have answers for it. And that's when Daniel gets called in the first, I think that's Daniel mm -hmm. too. Then you have this one, and Daniel begins to get more favor as, you know, things, but he also rejected favor. <laughs> when I talk about Belshazzar, he rejects so the gifts from Belshazzar. And I think that's going to be um, in five. This is going to be number two. Okay, so here, here's, here's the word Daniel brings to, um, this is a word that Daniel brings in translating, I believe, a dream. And he gives Nebuchadnezzar the word that would be from God in this translation. Here's what it, I'm in Daniel 4, 24. Oh! <laughs> 24! That's the, the number God has given me over oh, and over. And here's another interesting thing about the number 24. 
In some translations in scripture, they call it the third month on the 24th day was when this message was given to Daniel when I'm sorry, I'm jumping to Daniel 10, when they broke through the Prince of Persia and Gabriel Michael, they call it the other scripture. They call it April 23rd, <laughs> April 23rd. So it's just kind of crazy. In the end, the tra translation of like 24 from what I've understood with prophetic stuff. And I believe you find in scriptures, 24 is governmental perfection. And God had been giving me dreams on the number 24 for the last two years. And I couldn't figure it out. And I know you have in Revelations, you have the, the, the 12 elders on each side, which would be 24. You have where it represents certain things with the number 12 um, and doubled in, in scripture, which would be 24. And God kept telling me there's governmental perfection taking place. And this is where you we would go to and refer to. Um, either the third month on the 24th day on, in this one or, you know, April, April 23rd, but 24 in scripture has this prophetic meaning and only certain people would probably have, I don't know, some people don't believe you can figure numbers out like that, but I 100% believe God speaks in numbers. Well, we know he speaks in numbers and for some reason he kept putting 24 on me. So this is crazy. Daniel 424. I did not put that together right now that that was the first scripture I'm going to. Okay. This is what the dream means, your majesty, and what the Most High has declared will happen to my Lord. You will be driven from human society. You will live in the fields and the wild animals. You will eat grass like a cow. You will be drenched with the dew of heaven. Seven periods of time will pass when you live this way until you learn that the Most High rules over the kingdoms of the world and gives them to anyone he chooses. Oh. But the stump and roots of the tree were left in the ground. That means that you will receive your kingdom back when you have learned the heaven rules. <laughs> oh. King Nebuchadnezzar, please, please accept my advice. Stop sinning and do what is right. Break your wicked past and be merciful to the poor. Perhaps you will continue to prosper. Oh, seems to think, it seems to look like Daniel's not worried about favor. He could have been put to death for putting that on a king, right? He could have been put to death. You did, we did not know. He did not know, I'm sure, what was going to come out of delivering a word that you were telling the king of a nation that took you captive. Let's put this in in, in, in proper way of looking at this. The fear that should have been on Daniel to give a word like this, right? To someone who had taken him captive, that he delivered it because of his relationship to God. I don't understand these people that were in the White House. You did not deliver the correct words. You did wow. not. And for you to compare him to Cyrus, then who are you? You are an enchanter. You are a witchcraft magician. Oh, you were the magicians that got called in. You were the magicians. Oh. <laughs> because if the true prophetic people got called into that office, they would not have been just talking to him about his policies. They would have talked to him about his heart, not the policies. They were addressing things to keep them in the office and look a certain way and got fame from it. <sighs> Makes me want to throw up. Um, go down to 33. That same hour, the judgment was fulfilled. Oh, man, when the word of God wants to move, the word of God wants to move. I'd love details on how it got fulfilled that fast. I'm so curious how he went into insanity that quickly. Here's what I have to say about that. When I have been talking about Jezebel's bed of suffering, and I've been talking about that spirits are going to go full circle and expose themselves by people going too much into sin, what's going to happen to those people is also torment's going to hit. Because that's an element of judgment of a demon. And they flip into that. And I think this is a perfect, perfect example. 
perfect example of the mind going wrong because they aren't in purity. And honestly, from my insanity this last month, I understand demons can flip a mind so dang fast, so dang fast. And the whole time I was feeling it, I was like, this is going to come on everyone else who are under these predator spirits. I was praying it back on my dude. I was like, you're going to come under this. What you've released on children, what you've released on women, you're going to come under it. You're going to come under the torment. You're going to come under the insanity. So he comes, he ate grass like cow and he was drenched with the dew of heaven. He lived this way until his hair was as long as eagles, feathers and his nails were like bird claws. And after the time had passed, Nebuchadnezzar looked to heaven and my sanity returned. I praised and worshiped the most high and honored the one who was for I bet you did. <laughs> I bet you did. You, you come under your whole mind from the judgment, from you not repenting, from you not being. And it wasn't that God was saying you have to repent from idols. He was saying you need to humble yourself before me. Know that I'm the God of all gods. He didn't say remove every single of those. He did that to Israel. And that's an interesting thing because that was a part of the culture that they were allowed to have. But he's just making them recognize. Just recognize. Recognize who is the God of it all. And I think that's so crazy. I think it's so crazy that he went insane for seven years and then gets gets his mind back. And he basically, now I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise and glorify and honor the king of heavens. All his acts are just and true and he is able to humble the proud. I bet you did. I just wonder so much if the truth had been spoken really into Trump, what would have really taken place? I'm just so curious. Could we have seen something potentially different? But what got exposed is the leadership is off. The leadership is not in accuracy of the word of God. That's what we have right now. So then what's crazy. So we, now we deal with Belshazzar. So and this is where you have enemy on enemy. And, and enemy on enemy releasing God's judgment. So he gets the writing on the wall. Daniel answered and it gives, gives again. Belshazzar first went to the magicians, the enchanters, the witchcraft. And then gets told, go to this guy. And the crazy thing is, I wonder what all the magicians did to glorify the kings in their words. Mm. I don't, they didn't not give king uh, words of judgment Mm -mm. because they were called wise men. Like they were called that they were the ones that, um, you know, they were put on a pedestal. They were in a pedestal because they did fried really, you know, they spoke in, they fed the soul. They fed and they did things for those kings. And then you have someone, these ones that are coming like Joseph, bringing truth to like a dream. Um, to Potiphar and, and all of that. And then you have like Daniel bringing truth to something, but then ends up getting favor because they finally get an answer that's true. They finally find the answer that's true because Daniel doesn't get killed for this. I mean, it, when he didn't worship Belshazzar, he gets put in the, in the lion's den, but technically you don't, you have where he, but and here's the thing, Belshazzar wants to give him stuff. And he, um, he rejected it. 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 I'm so over the people that want to take everything from somebody else and put them in themselves in the hierarchy and get in this position of fame and get the money for this and this. And that just, oh, you, that evil Jezebel. I can't stand that female. Okay. I got to stop. Okay. 17. Daniel answered the king, keep your gifts and give them to someone else. But I will tell you what the writing means. Here you have. In that position, Daniel has no tie to what word he delivers to the king. I say this over and over and over again. When a person is tied contracts, money, you're going to get something for what you do. You will not give it impurity. It is just what it is. It has to be removed because does it mean that you will not get things in favor from what you did? But the source is God. You don't move on it before. We don't. The leadership needs to understand this. You're moving and doing things based on what you get under the idea of gifts and teaching. 
and we should have all of that. It's where the money needs to be removed, all of that, and let God bring the favor. Because guess what? He'll anoint your kingdom so big. He will He will make a downfall of stuff come on you when you do this. Because this is what he's wanting. He wants us so bad. People who do things for his heart and not for their own like desires. So um, he goes, he goes to 18, your majesty, the most high God gave sovereignty, majesty, glory, and honor to your predecessor, Nebuchadnezzar. He made him so great that the people of all races and nations and languages trembled before him in fear. This is so interesting. Nebuchadnezzar, I'm not sure, you know, technically he was under false religions and deities before this. God gave him that level of favor and humility. Humility. You know what I mean? I mean, the power of humility when God wants to use you. The power of like removing you because he wanted everyone to worship him. Nebuchadnezzar got to where he was building statues of himself and he was so proud. And that's when God, he, he was done at that point. And when he put himself above God in idolatry and we got so many people doing this. This is why God keeps me away from leaders because leaders are weird. They get so weird. They just want such platforms. They're fighting for platforms. They fight for platforms. It's like, who's bigger over here? Who's big? If somebody intimidates me with their gifts here, I don't want them to be a part of it. Like that is, this is so gnarly gross. If you are, if you ever like, it's just not normal. It's not normal. And we have people in the church that are being led this way. And so they're not fully just supportive. Like if people around them and who's going here and supporting them, they want to use their power, their prophetic as power. Like the story I gave in the last Jezebel thing where I talked about the guy who I took at the end of dealing with Jezebel, God let me do ministry with a guy who had it on him and not do it with him basically, but he was a part of showing up to things. And I saw him praying for people and things like that. And that God showed me, this is you taking like the head and, and knowing what you have an authority over and it's not able to tidy you. But what he did, he, he had a broken piece of his heart when it came to homosexual with men, boys boys basically he had hidden it so then he's in a position of prophecy and power and he used it to get close to boys again and how how why those kids the guys had to get counseling and got real jacked up from it because what this man what this guy did is he prophesied into their soul as a mentor and put them in a place of needing him how he did it and it was so intricate and strategic how he did it through prophecy and ministry mm -hmm. and it's so freaking like mind-blowing people understood this and because a gift looks legit and I knew a lot of people got prophesied by him and they're like oh he's he's so anointed he's accurate he was literally taking and feeding his soul in a weird way that was fully demonic fully freaking demonic and nobody is like seeing it for what it is because we're we're blinded by what you're getting. And when he gets in intimidated by me, someone who comes in, and for what reason? There was no reason. I was not after anything he was doing. I was not trying to take a role he had. It was pure intimidation because there's purity versus evil. That's all it was. Mm -hmm. It was that I was coming in and I didn't want anything. I didn't want fame. I wasn't trying to prophesy over anybody. When I prophesy, I go quietly to the side. I don't need a big thing. I don't need my, my name my, on the mic giving a prophecy. I don't understand when leaders do that. That's one thing I find odd. If you have a prayer line, I don't get when the person publicly holds a microphone when they're prophesying individually on a prayer line. That is a very private thing to speak a word from God to a person. Mm -hmm. To publicly do it that vocal, unless you, in your head you think it's going to minister to the rest of the room. I'm not quite sure unless God told you for that prophecy to go to the whole room. Because when I prophesy, unless it's a corporate prophecy and I'm not doing individuals, 
when it is individuals, it is, I do it in their ear. I do it quietly. It was for them and God. It is not a public show. And the prophetic has become a public show by how, because the person looks gifted. Oh, look, I'm so anointed. Like, look at me. Like, look, I can prophesy. Oh my gosh, they're so, they're just feeding, they're soulish prophecies. They are, what I've heard people call, like bubblegum prophecies. Like, they can be just a prophetic word that is totally accurate, but it's just eats a person, it's feeding the soul of them. And um, anyway, so let's talk about accurate prophecies. Let's talk about telling tell the king they're going to die. Let's talk about a real prophecy. He made him so great that the people of all races, so he, he talks about what favor Nebuchadnezzar got. Then go down to verse 20. But when his heart and mind were puffed up with arrogance, he was brought down from his royal throne and stripped of the glory. Oh, oh we're going to be in such a season of the stripping of the glory. This is going to happen so hardcore. Now, 22. You are his successor, O Belshazzar. You knew all this, yet you have not humbled yourself. For you have proudly defied the Lord of heaven and have had these cups from his temple brought before you. You and your nobles and your wives and your concubines have been drinking wine from them while praising gods of silver, gold, bronze, iron, wood, and stone gods that neither see nor hear, know anything at all. But you have not honored the God who gives you the breath of life and controls your destiny. Oh, God. 24. So God has sent to hand to write this message, the message that was written. Okay. It was four words. I find this so intense. God's so intense. Like, this is so, oh, he comes in it. When God comes in with judgment, people run for the caves. Run for the flipping caves. When God's done and he's given seasons of repentance, he, when his jealousy comes over his children, you're going to... It, there's gonna be there's gonna be some struggles. There's gonna be some trials. Just gonna tell you, I don't know how you pronounce these words. It's I'm not even gonna try because I might say a weird cuss word or something <laughs> like I did before. <laughs> I'm not gonna try. Okay, but okay, you go down in men many, m e n e. Um, all the Hebrew philosophers, or if this was even this might not probably I don't even know if this is Hebrew. Well, I guess it's Hebrew in the, in the Bible, but um, they're going, it's not that, it's menene. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> you know how they like, they pronounce it so my dad does it. And you're like, oh, what, what was the weird word in the teaching that you're, what were they pronouncing so funny, those Hebrew scholar people? What was the word? It was like a total normal, it was like saying Israel, but being like, Israel. <laughs> I wish you could remember. It's just a funny, like, it's like, oh, it's so intense. I don't know how to pronounce it. It's so fancy. Okay. Um, that first word written on the wall means numbered. So literally God just put one word, numbered. He has to translate it. And he says, God has numbered the days of your reign and has brought it to an end. Then the next word said, tekel, T-E-K-E-L, means weighed. So he then, then God puts one other word. Daniel has to translate it and, and, and translate the judgment of it. You have been weighed on the balances and have not measured up. <laughs> okay. Then the third person means divided. So just one word again. Your kingdom has been divided and given to the Medes and the Persians. <laughs> so here you have the, you get an enemy, take out an enemy. So this is how God's doing it. So God's actually just letting another enemy come in. This is not Israel. Israel was not getting this back. He just used another king to take down this king. Well, we understand that the judgment of God, when he moves, the en he will use the enemy on the enemy. Because the enemy and the protection that the devil has mm -hmm. in certain things has covered and hidden 
and blocked his children from knowing him. And when God wants to come in, he is going to punch things. Mm -hmm. He is going to hit them. If we don't understand the hierarchy and the sovereignty of God, that he is the head of all these territorials, they do not have power over him. And he's very aware of that. And they have taken what was assumed to look like a power by the predators that are in the church. And God is done. He's done. He's flipping things. He's going to let them go do their thing. Take out the other king. Let's go down. And then so then you have that literally that evening, it was instant. Just like the last word Daniel gave to Nebuchadnezzar the same day, it happens here is um, that very night, Belshazzar, the Babylonian king, was killed. And Darius Hamid took over the kingdom of the age of 62. Mind-blowing. Mind-blowing when we look at the prophetic word of God, the judgment of God, that even in a nation that wouldn't be considered to have favor like Israel, these certain kings were given favor through certain obediences of humility. But it came out real quick. So just imagine when the Gentiles now are able to be saved under Yahweh, right? When Jesus comes. How much more like expectations does Yahweh have for us? Like seriously. Like if this was put on on mm. on evil kings, mm. what has been put on the church of expectation? The ones that have been given this free thing from the blood of Jesus Christ. How much will God stand and wait before jealousy smacks? Mm what has been taking from his children, what has been blocking in leadership, what witchcraft deception has come in, how, how the church has turned into the Kardashians with our competition, with our needs of money, with numbers, with social media, with the following. At what point do we say this is not normal? This is the word of God. This is what happened to these prophetic people. And this is what's happening today under the idea of the new covenant. It's so ridiculous that this is what we've taken the new idea of Jesus giving his life, is that this is now allowed with no repercussions. That leaders now get famous with no repercussions. Leaders don't have the challenges. They teach how God with faith will give you this. Like where we, this is like, oh my gosh, I can destroy so many theologies and everyone, like I've said before, you are listening to me and going, holy crap, I could never argue this. You couldn't argue me. You could not biblically argue what I'm teaching right now. I could demolish what you're teaching. Yet you can't biblically argue. You want to use one, what, what's your scripture? John 3, 16. Jesus came to, for the whole world to be saved. I'm just teaching the favor of Jesus. I'm just teaching what we get and what he did. And yet no one in scripture is living that way. Not one person. Show me the one person. Who, who's, who, who's, the one, who's the one person? I don't know. I find people in caves hiding and running and in pain and being uh, being stoned and being sliced in half and being beheaded and being hung upside down and martyred which who's the one person just let just let me know these people you don't have a leg to stand on with these theologies you do they do not and they, all they've done is taken a piece of scripture lacking the fullness of it and what happens when you take a piece of scripture without the fullness mm -hmm. you tap into a spirit of witchcraft that is using the word of god to get you what you want we cannot say that it's just somebody who's in air, just in air, lacking revelation to the word of God. No, you are not just in air. You are in communication with the devil, not just God. You are having side conversations of, of certain things in the, in the word of God. Because if you present a message just in the favor of God, in the faith of God, and what you get when you declare things out loud, when you go after this and, you, and yet you don't pull all of this together and you don't pull it in, I... I, I, I can take part of your message, but here I'm going to put it in fullness. 
I'm going to put out my fullness and the truth of what, you, what you're giving. You're lacking the fullness. They're, these people are lacking the fullness. And, they, and they, there's nothing you can debate. I don't see it able to ever debate me. I can't. Like, this is all over scripture. This is stupid that people are under these teachings not realizing it. Like, we're, we're not. And how many podcasts does God need me to yell this at people to get, like, revelation and eyes open to what you're being taught of God and who he is? Because he's being so displayed weird and off and that he is like somebody who, like, is, uses prophetic gifts so that he can talk to young boys and that's the spirit of God. Come on. That was not the spirit of God It was for what this guy got. So what do we say then? We have to acknowledge demons will prophesy through people. We have to acknowledge it. That is just a done, dead thing. If we got to see to the level of how the gifts have been so dang infiltrated and have been used to feed people rather than in truth where your head gets cut off for the words you carry. It's just, it's so, it's so crazy. I feel like I just demolished the White House spiritual advisors with this. Like, man, it gave my message so much bulk to stand on and what I was saying in the, in the last few ones. Okay, so now let's get to the territorial thing. I don't know what God has on this one, but it's Daniel 10. This is after Daniel has then been put in the lion's den. Like, his favor came and went at times. Um... So he's been standing for three weeks. He gets a visitation from what looks like a man. I've heard in the scripture, some say it's Jesus, some say it's an angel, but you know later for sure there is one with an angel. But um, so the visions he has, uh, five, of course, is, is Jesus. Um, and then he goes down in the, to this man who appeared, which I believe this would be Jesus. Um, and the man said to, to me, Daniel, you are very precious to God, so listen carefully to what... This could be the angel. Sorry, I'm, I get myself confused sometimes. It might be. Yeah, this is them. That's the angel, I think. And the man said to, to me, Daniel, you are very precious to God, so listen carefully. So you say what I have to say to you. Stand up, for I have been sent to you. When he said this to me, I stood up still trembling. If people don't understand, the true presence of God should make your body shake. You should tremble under it. I mean, to just think that people have no sense of, like, feeling God and think they give a prophet. I mean, I literally feel fire go through my body by, by his presence because he, he is a fear. It is, he is a reverential fear of what, who he is. And, like, when he comes through me, I mean, he makes my body literally tremble of his power. And I've said before, I would not want to go to the third heaven because of it. Oh, my God, I would not. I would not want to go to the third heaven because I just couldn't handle it. I cannot physically handle his presence to that level. He, like, he, it's like, I just don't understand people who get these really, I'm like, how are you not physically dead? He makes me, like, everything in me, I'll scream at times because it's so, so strong. So anyways, okay. Um, then he said, don't be afraid, Daniel. Since the first day you began to pray for understanding, to humble yourself before God, your request has been heard in heaven, and I've come to answer your prayer. For 21 days, the spirit of the prince of kingdom of Persia blocked on my way. Then Michael, one of the archangels, came to help me, and I left him there in the spirit prince of the kingdom of Persia. Now I am here to explain that what will happen to the people in the future of the vision concerns the time, uh, time yet to come. Now here's what I want to say about this. You have Daniel not just carrying words of insane judgment for kings, but he actually carried 
revelation to the release of the Israelites, but also to the end days of when Jesus comes back. So you have this guy carrying so much crazy things in, in the spirit. And what he stood in was so opposed by these territorials fighting just the word of heaven coming to him. Do we have enough people in purity who are standing in truth for the word of God to deal with the opposition so that it breaks through in truth in the spirit realm? Because this is what we need right now. We're in this transition where these leaders and these people are going to get called in to really removing all idolatry. So they stand in this position to hear clearly from God. So we shift this thing in the spirit, right? And so God's just letting me see it. Like we're, we're in this shift is now finally, finally, something, please, please. It's taking place. I'm like, done. I need this. I need this to, to happen before I'm in, in the caves cutting my wrists like Nebuchadnezzar. Um, let's see. And he has to go back and deal with two more principalities. And number 20. Do you know why I have come? Soon I must return to fight against the, the spirit prince of the kingdom of Persia and after the spirit prince of the kingdom of Greece will come. And now, I mean, Persia, because the Persian king had taken over, had taken over this, the Babylon. So that's why he's dealing with the prince of Persia. Because at this point, Cyrus, taking, coming in from Persia, taking, um, taking Babylon, now you have that, that territorial by that king is over it. Now, when it comes to Greece, I had put that together before. I don't remember what that one was, but somebody probably understands the, the layout of, of the locations and the map, why that was also part. At first, I thought it was Darius and Mede. I don't know. And some of that stuff, I get so confused. What's Greece? What's I, I mean, I, sometimes I think something's in China, and it's like in Afghanistan. I'm not good with stuff like that. I'll just make it up. I'll be like, oh, that's Alaska. No, wait, that's Hawaii. Yeah, so that's not my gift to understand. But there's something in the spirit that that was protecting that area that he was going. And this is what we got. Yeah, we got to get. We got to understand that there's high level protection. There's territorial spirits. There's principalities. Go to Ephesians 6. Paul calls it by name principalities. Like we have different levels of things in the spirit realm that people can't even like comprehend and understand what literally resists the spirit of God in the spirit realm. That it, imagine just what's over sex trafficking, pedophilia, ISIS nations. Imagine spiritually how they are so protected by what they've fed through those false religions or through those sexual acts or through sin. These demons are so protected. And so just to get to see, so I've gotten to see the protection on a few different things. And this is the stuff people just don't have an authority to go after to, the, to this level. I had to see one of the, the effects. This is where people have to be. Don't just run after stuff because you think you have an authority. This is where people are nuts. You're nuts to just do that. Get with God. Just sit with him. Love him. Get to know him. If he calls you into something like that, you're going to know. You're not going to do it out of power, what you're going to get. You don't want to like have to go hardcore like this to, to stuff like this. But we need strong people to rise up. we got to get leaders that rise up in truth and can stand against this stuff. So one, I had an experience with a chick. Um, this is the one I just shared with you guys the other day. And uh, something with her children was done that, to me, appeared to be satanic ritual abuse. And they were saying things that wasn't making sense. They started speaking in, like, weird languages, very young. They started writing weird symbols. Play like, something was happening in the family 
to these children by what would appear to have been the in-laws family um, doing it hidden and not the in-laws it was like the boyfriend's parent it was it was it almost appeared like a ring because I get referred to help this person and I was only gonna do one phone call on it because I could not have invested in this this past year so I'd only talked to him for what it was just there was a level of witchcraft that people weren't able to to get to so she's telling me like these these stories and I had to see pictures so that I knew 100% what she's saying is accurate. I just need to know in the spirit. And God was showing me that something really bad took place, has taken place. And so when I was helping de her deal with certain things that were happening and going on and breaking through it in the spirit, I had no words for her. Like, all I could do was I got so freaking just slammed on the phone and all I knew is that I was busting through a layer of protection that was over her from what was done to her kids and the layer of protection over her and what I mean is it was a witchcraft thing by what was done to the children that was cursing her but the thing is that people understood that she was not in purity and that's it there was stuff she was doing she wasn't being 100% honest with me and I knew it and I picked it up in the spirit so this isn't for people to run around all petrified and I'm not trying to put a fear on you I'm just like, let's get our eyes open people Let's get our freaking eyes open because these are people in ministry. These are somebody in a worship team. Like, this is crazy. Okay, so I did the one phone call. Phone. It was a four-hour thing, and I did not want to do much ministry after that just because something was in 100%. I was like, I can break through whatever this high-level thing that was protecting so that she couldn't get, like, just the what was cursing. Like, it because here's what happened. When it got exposed that the children, something was happening to them, that basically what happens in that, in the spirit realm, is the people who've been feeding in and doing this to the children and stuff, the protection that is on them now goes and attacks. It's the predator spirit. So then it goes and intimidates and is going to pull the life out from under you. And she was on the run. She had to run different states. She was terrified because people were going by the house and doing weird stuff because it was some satanic ring. That's how it looked to me. They may not have known they were satanic. It could have just been a, a sex traffic. I don't fully understand it mm -hmm. if it was if it was satanic, but it's the same thing because it's the same type of sin. Mm -hmm. So in the protection on it is the same. And so what it did to her was going to pull her life out from under her, make her feel like she's going to lose her. I mean, everything. It was going to the law. So it was going to the police and detectives. It was turning into like this huge, huge, huge thing. But because I knew something wasn't in full where I could help you navigate the whole thing. Because if I know that you're in full truth to me and this is over you, I can get you out from under it. Um, but if you deceive and you're doing something that's still a sin and an access point and not telling me, then I'm gonna see it and I won't, and then that, I can't do more for you. And so God let me do a certain point and then at a couple more conversations, I just didn't feel, I felt there, I could see what it was. I, I know what it personally was. Um, that she that was happening with a, with this guy, but I um, it wasn't anything that was the sexual abuse. It wasn't her doing that. It was it was just an access point of her not being in complete honesty and purity, basically to get completely free of this. And at that at that point, I'm like, ah, the protection and stuff. It's because you're still accessible. You're still accessible to not being fully in truth to the spirit of God. So I could break through some of it, and then you know that's why I stopped ministering. I stopped answering because. At that high level of protection, I'm not going to deal with it. I'm not going to deal with what it'll just bug me about. Because even just after one phone call off from her, the next day I had to sit. And I am always like in a place with God where 
cleansing is always happening. I don't have to like, oh, go sit for an hour. Like, I just am always kind of in that place with him. So the fact that I had to do it for like an entire day is not normal for me because I'm usually able to just be in that place with him. And I was felt so disgusting and dirty from from what I broke through for her. And it was anointed, but it was me. I think God just needed me to see something's not fully in purity. You're going to come under the gunk and feel some residue of how evil and how bad this is. But I don't I don't want you to continue to do it. Because there was even even what it appeared to be to me, if someone ministered to her not understanding this high level cursing of, of a sex ring like this, that they would come under the effects of it. <clears throat> I feel it so strong. If I could feel it, think about somebody without authority, not knowing partially, not all of this is an accuracy, and you minister, oh, those demons, you, if people understood the high level protection of what they structure because the evil that feeds them, they can do crazy things. And this is where people have such a hard time to understand how can I get affected under the new covenant? I have the authority. I mean, I again, I'm always just going to be like, it's ignorance, people. It's ignorance to the spirit realm. That's really what it is. It's not that we're in fear, that we are to live in fear. We are to live in reverential fear of God. And that's what the word, that's what the church is lacking. Because if you're in reverential fear of God, you know that there are things in this world that if you are not aware in truth and purity, you better be careful of what you align with and what you do, why you're doing it. Like we have to get to that place. Like you, we gotta say that there he is just everything. He's everything. So you don't come under that. So I, for me, I'm like, I was like, no, I'm not, I'm not gonna, I can't, I can't do. Any, well, the next conversation is I gave her, the Holy Spirit gave me the warning to her. I said, I can't break through anything else because I'm picking up something about this person and um, the situation you're allowing him in. And uh, I don't, and I, he's there and I feel it in the spirit. And so something's accessing you still and I can't break it. And that's what I told her. And it, I mean, and it, that's just where it's at. I know when I can break something when I can't. So that person's human decision and will to really see and get, you cannot like play games with this stuff. Because the protection is stupid and it's going to keep her in a level of running, intimidation, fear, because of not being able to fully come out from under what has happened to her children because there's just things she need. She would need to get real tight. Do you know what I'm saying? You got to cover every pocket. When you're under something like that in the spirit realm, demons are looking for anything because they've already got a piece of you. So you got to, I mean, you got to start pulling all your stuff out, man. You got to get rid of anything that, and this is where people need to learn this. I'm like, when you get to this place where you get snagged and under a spirit like this, whether it's business partnership, leadership, a tie over here like this, you, you, you got to, you got to change your underwear. <laughs> uh, that's good. Seriously, you got to go to that level of cleaning house. Like, you got to go to the level where you make sure, man, I am not messing with this. Everything needs to be done. Do not mess with it when it's like that. Um, anyways, well, 106. Let's see what else, Jesus. So, this was a random message. That finally, well, a year later, now this is coming out. This was what I picked up a year ago, but, man, this has gotten so much more clarity now as it's coming out. So there's a reason now that I just shifted into this message after after that and China, just like oh what's the, what is taking place this shift man this territorial shift is gonna be so freaking nutty i can't wait to watch it I'm, I'm just over it i'm over it my body needs to shift god's told me that my healing is gonna manifest overnight 
And I'm this. Will this be it? Can we kill the Prince of Persia today? Mm-hmm. <laughs> can I be left out from? Can I be like Nebuchadnezzar that comes back after seven years of insanity? I can't keep running to hotels. Like I can't. I need. I need this done. Oh yeah. Okay. Jesus, Holy Spirit, God, Father, I just thank you that the anointing is on this right now, Father. That we are in a day of Daniel and things moving quickly and judgment hitting uh, leaders, <laughs> hitting the kings of these things, hitting, hitting the power of the predator spirit, the power of Jezebel. And I thank you that the head of this is coming down. I thank you, God, for what you're doing. I thank you that you're going to rise your church up. You're going to rise your children up, God, that you're going to bring them into such a position of strength, Father, um, as they come out from under this, that this word would just carry conviction it would carry truth god and it would carry um also just some some hope that things are changing and and flipping and uh that the cleaning house that is is happening and just with the just with the the contracts that are ending and the removal of stuff um getting off like boards or removing yourself from being anywhere positioned with this stuff, um, that it's making leeway in the spirit. And even if you you come under breaking free from something like this, you come under the, the fear of loss or like the crap's gonna hit the fan or the intimidation, that that coming, breaking through it, it's gonna flip. It's gonna flip into power and it's gonna flip into like strategy and strength, but like a crazy sense of freedom because of this cleansing going on that any that when people have are aligned at their impurity and they have not un, unbeknownst to them aligned with people that are not and things that are used to suck coming out from under that can be one of the hardest 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 things to get out from under because how good and how well it's weaved in power over someone's life and uh taken things and when when clarity hits Revelation hits through this understanding of what Jezebel does, of what people in leadership who are lacking this. Man, when you start cutting ties, it's a, it's a little, it's a little painful. But then it's going to be like you're, you can run free and ease. And so that I just pray that this shift is felt through this, um, felt through this podcast. That that the flip is taking place. That joy starts to come. That power starts to come. Um, and uh, just continuing to move and, and quickness, getting it done. Going all of out, going all at it at once, and to the prophetic words that I released in the other one, specifically to the, the, these business deals and things, um, that there is a cutting that I know and feel is happening so dang quickly, um, and then I see this one last huge, huge one, and I don't know if it's been was being done recently, uh, but it's like the final, and there's a slicing of this web of like these things, and then this final and some legal signatures and. Mm, and just to come into ugh, the final, the final thing, and and it's gonna just drop free, free, um, when it happens, and 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 it could be in the works. You could already already did it, or you're just doing a lot at once, is what I think. I just think it's a lot at once. <laughs> um, I get the feeling you'd be willing to cut off like family members. It's that crazy. There's just being a lot done in the in in uh, in the spirit right now of severing ties that need to be. They need to be severed and and the revelation of that of what it is to get free of some of these commitments that um have been draining and stealing and have been jezebel and these these dang leaders that need to 
get 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 out i'm over I, over them i don't like them they need to go they need to be gone um eh, in jesus name so father i just thank you right now what you're doing lord and uh just the joy and just the shift on this in jesus name i thank you for the coming down of this predator spirit i thank you for the protection just being dismantled and destroyed uh through this even teaching i just think i pray minds get just delivered from this lord when they hear it father they come out from this and they and they come into freedom lord um and they come into truth god in the name of jesus i think that's it we'll just keep this in the spirit for what's next and what god's god's doing do you guys have any questions before i turn this off you good okay